Hey everybody, welcome to Drinks, Jokes, and Storytelling, Season 5. I'm your host, Mark Rigadon, and with me as always... Richie Byrne. Isn't it exciting? This is our fifth season. Wow. I feel like Shania Twain should be singing should be singing that song that look at us now it's <laughs> our fifth and our 13th producer i know jeez <laughs> thank god we finally have one that's stuck though i uh well we why don't we bring him out and why don't we bring out our 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 co-host coco host our new our coco host our vanna white our vanna white Let's bring her out first. Vicky Plummer, everybody. Vicky Plummer. Hi, Vicky. Hi. You said co-co-host, and all I can think of is the movie Fame, where Coco is like, <laughs> she's like thinking she's going to be like a star, and the guy's like, take your shirt off, and she's like, yeah. <laughs> like that? Well, that was the foreshadowing, Vicky. <laughs> hey, Vicky. <laughs> How do you think Richie got the job? <laughs> <laughs> Let's bring out our uh, our producer here, Mr. Speaking Tom Bannis. Speaking of working for sex, Tom Bannis. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> but Richie's giving that up now, so I don't know how they're going to pay me for the rest of the season. Oh. <laughs> hey, Richard, Damn. good to see you, buddy. We got Richard's watching. I I'm just I'm excited to get back into it to kick back off and get going because we took a little break. We you know, we were doing shows here and there, but it was uh it was a little um not scheduled and we're and now we're starting off with season five. This is exciting. Yeah. Brand new, back in full effect. I'm super looking forward to it. What have you guys been up to? What has been going on in your lives during this uh past month or two that we've been before down? we dive into that? I look at that hat. Look mm-hmm. at that handsome hat. Yeah, drinks, jokes and storytelling swag. I like it. We gotta get some. My head's too big. Mike Rose in the house. Too big. Richie had a great joke of what we were doing. Richie and I were just at the Everett Theater down in Delaware, and uh, we're recording for a new album that we're going to put out. it's going to be a, a collaboration of a bunch of uh, different comics, but Richie had a great joke talking about every time he put a mask on. <laughs> I go through like seven masks a day during the pandemic. You know what's so, so sick is I pictured you as a kid putting on those plastic masks with the rubber band just popping on you constantly. I didn't think it was as an adult. I thought it was like those... Childhood plastic suit, plastic mask. You know what I noticed from watching the opening, Mark, you What's and I, that? you and I have a lot of different hairstyles. Like we, yeah. <laughs> every every picture, I'm like, wow, look at my hair there. Oh, look at Mark's hair there. Look at my hair over there. <laughs> we go through a lot of different hairstyles and a lot of facial hair changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we do. We're, we're very <laughs> I feel like I'm getting a teenager uh, beard now. It used to grow in nice and thick, and now I have that, like, it looks like a drug addict. Not all, <laughs> like, really coming this. in. Yeah. 
It does. Well, what did you guys, that was all during the pandemic, during lockdown. What did you guys do for your hair? Did you cut your own? Did you have I didn't like, cut my hair. I just was oh. like, yeah. Yeah. But I was going, you could go, I had a, we had barbers out here. I don't know what New York City was like, but Long Island, you could go to your barber. Richie was looking like a forefather. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> <laughs> Richie was, Richie, turn this way. You look like the guy on the nickel. Yeah. <laughs> you had a powdered wig. I love how much I don't know who, who's on the nickel. <laughs> <laughs> Jefferson? The guy, I think it's Jefferson. I I it's Jefferson. Oh my God, someone look that up. Someone Google it. <laughs> that's, that's shit, shit, my kids are learning and I still don't know. Oh, like, course, that's what right? Duke's doing right now. It's learning who's on the change. <laughs> that's awesome. So, we, we did the Everett Theater on Saturday in uh, Delaware. That was a lot of fun. With uh, with with um, Jeremy Hall. Jeremy Hall, who I've never met. You never met him? Oh God, he's funny. I'm funny, a huge funny. Fan of his wife. I love. I, I just love Missy. Yeah. So it was just funny to finally meet Jeremy, and Missy Thanks. showed up, which was cool. So it was, you know, but something happened with the dog. They, I, I don't know what happened there, Jeremy. <laughs> Missy left the dog out or something, so Jeremy ran home, and then Missy felt guilty, so she ran home. It was very odd. <laughs> the funniest line of the night wasn't even on stage. It was Richie out on the sidewalk. He's like, Missy, you're like a guy comic, telling yeah. your husband what to do. I go, look at you marrying a middle act. <laughs> and she said, she goes, I even treat him like a middle act. I make him take my first kid. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's been a, a, I, we had a scene night out in Englewood, New Jersey that uh, Richie acted in and I directed. Our friend Vinny Nardiello wrote a bunch of one acts and, uh, Richie had a really great scene with a friend of mine, Veronica, who played his daughter. And uh, I can honestly say, and I'm not saying this just to kiss Richie's ass, or it's like kind of the hack thing to say when actors have a dramatic scene, but I honestly think there wasn't a dry eye in the house. Everybody was feeling it. He got no fight with his daughter, and it got heated. They made up. It got heated again. There was a little... There was some tension, and it ended. You know, Richie, a little heartbroken, and uh, couldn't. I don't know. How would you describe that end of that scene? Well, a woman came up to me, which it was such a great compliment. A woman came up to me after the show, and she said, "I saw you at Bananas about five years ago." I said, "Oh, really?" She goes, "You were so funny. You were so funny." And I said, "Thank you." And she goes, "And now tonight, you just you made me cry. I just can't." The way I, I I I was so excited when I saw you were in this, I thought, oh, he's so funny, and then you hit me, you totally blindsided me with this performance. And she goes, "What's next? Are you going to sing?" And I go, "Get ready, get oh, ready." I love, <laughs> I love that. I think it's so um, it's so funny. We had Don Sill on what in the beginning of January, right? Yeah, and he did the top fives. So I got to do his top fives in my. My topic was um, 
top five stand-up comics who became actors. And, <coughs> and it was so much fun. And one of the things we talked <clears throat> about was how so many comedians are really good dramatic actors. And yeah. I said, the reason I think it is, is because a lot of times we're tapping into that emotion when we're on stage and we're making people laugh because we're telling the truth and we're connecting with the audience in a way that they're sometimes not, they haven't experienced the exact same thing of what we're talking about, but they know what that emotion is. And it's that yeah. fine line between comedy and tragedy. We're talking about something sometimes that is so serious, but we've turned it into something funny because we've worked through those emotions that we would cry otherwise, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. We've made a joke out of it, but it's otherwise tragic if you take the punchlines out and you look at what we're talking about. It's sometimes a horrible thing that it happened, you know? Yeah. But I also, I think comedians are either really good actors or really bad actors. Yes, there's no in-between. Ah. I agree, I agree. <laughs> yeah, because really they really also bad. don't have the discipline to be a good actor a lot and of times. That it's time to play with others. Yeah. Yeah. I think if you're an actor first, before you get into comedy, if you've done acting, it helps. I think the guys that have never acted and, and then get asked it's such a different beast then yep. yeah yeah because there is there is a method to the madness and a lot yeah. of people think it's like oh, i memorize the lines i say them and look cool yeah, yeah no. <laughs> well, you know it's funny mark dan loria when we had him he had a great line about uh do your work learn your lines like that like that he was like that's your your first job as an actor is to learn your lines and yeah I never thought it, it really is that simple. Like, that should be the first thing. We get caught up in this and emotional. But if, I get if you so lines, it You broke up on me. What'd you say? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't want to cut you off. You go. Oh, uh, if, you, one, if you know your lines, then you can get that out of the way. And then really deal with everything else that goes on in a in a role, and yeah. uh, I just thought that was so funny. He's like, God, he's so right. Like, you know, and I've worked with comics who go just never learn their lines. They won't, yeah, they won't learn their lines. You know, I actually the freedom. Don't you guys agree? Even with stand up, once you know your jokes. Yeah, then you can play. You have the freedom. The, exactly. I agree with you. And that's what you're doing, essentially. A play. Learn your lines so then you can play. Exactly. It's, it's, I work every time. Oh, I'm sorry. Good. I, I just wrote that whenever I direct anything, when I give the script out, the first thing I do is say, be off book by this day. And it's, it's relentless. No, but like 10% of the people will be off book oh. in time. Because they all think, no, it'll just happen. And it's like, oh, no. better learn that shit. <laughs> when Bartlett said that Nathan Lane showed up first day of the Odd Couple, first day, completely off book. And that's amazing. Because it, now it, there's no sweat. He just gets to have fun and work on the thing. Right. <laughs> Mike. <laughs> it just seems like... Um, that's like, uh, it's like building blocks. If you have that part first, that's your foundation, right? Then you add all that other stuff on top of it. Like, okay, you have your lines and then you know where you're going to go on stage. The director can say like, okay, you're going to sit here. You're going to stand there. Then you have that part. 
Then you have the next part, which are the emotions that you're going to put in there, you know, say this, yeah. do this. Then that's when you add all those layers in. And then, like you said, then you play, then you have fun. Then you start working yeah. on the relationships, how you're dealing with things. That's when you can change things around and have fun with it. And then it becomes who you are, you know, yeah. that's how I, when I'm in a play, that's how I am. The funny thing is the last two plays I've been in have been written by Vinny Nardiello who doesn't seem to have any depth that I can see. <laughs> yes, the depth of a of a holiday in kiddie pool. <laughs> I don't know this person at all, so I shouldn't be laughing. He's, he's a really good friend of ours. So okay. funny, though, to have him at rehearsal when we're going through the ins and outs and the depth, and, and he's sitting there going, and we go, well, Vinny, you can turn and go, well, why, why did you write this? I don't know. I just wrote it. I don't know. <laughs> I have, I do have a theory. Writers should not be at a rehearsal. If you wrote it, you're not, you shouldn't be at the rehearsal because yeah, you're, you're only room. going to portray what you heard when you were writing it. Right, right. right. And so you have a hard time letting an actor take that thing you wrote and try something different. And it always drives me crazy when there's a writer in the room and then they're just kind of like, well, um, uh, Mark, can I give a note? And I'm oh my like, God, that would drive me bonkers. Yeah. I'd be like, just, no, get out. <laughs> let the actors out. Speaking of comics, though, and turning Mark, great. Mark, you are a really, and I'm not, again, I'm not saying this, but you're a really good director. No, thank and, you, man. You're it's really good. an interesting director because you try and stay out of the way. Yeah, I I want your homework to show. Yeah, and I can see how mad you get when Vinny gets in the way. You know? <laughs> I should never play poker. Vinny <laughs> goes, say it like this. You just see Mark the Steve. He's like, oh, eye twitching. <laughs> it's the, it's the, that's the one thing I can't stand to have an actor here is say it like this. Right. Immediately you just took the carpet out from under the actor. You took the floor from under the actor. And basically you're telling them you're just a prop who talks. Totally. Who gives line readings? That's ridiculous. <laughs> People who don't know what they're doing. <laughs> but I, I speaking of comics who do really great work as an actor. Um, I, I've been on my uh, Oscar uh, watching list have any of you started watching Dope Sick with Michael Keaton? No, I, no, I haven't. He won the People's Choice or something the other night or whatever. No, Screen Sag, Sag, yeah. yeah. I got to say, man, Michael Keaton, anything he's in, I'll watch. And it's the only reason I watched Dope Sick because I was like, I get it. It's going to be just people going after big pharma, like small town coal mining guys going after big corporate white collar you know, and it's going to be this, like, we know the story, and it's a it's a story that does need to be told and all that kind of stuff, but we just seen it before. I started watching it just because I knew I should, and God damn, Michael Keaton's good. He's, He's just so actor. good. He is such a good... Uh, when he played uh, Ray Kroc, was it? The, uh, the McDonald's? I was just going to oh. say that about McDonald's. Yeah. The, the McDonald's movie, The Founder. It's yeah. called The Founder, yeah. He's good in that. Right. God, he was good in that. Yeah. And 
Oh, I was Birdman. He was insane. Like, how fucking great is that? They never he cut. Pronounced Batman. <laughs> Batman. <laughs> well, he was Batman too, but no, he was also kidding. Birdman. I was only kidding. I was only kidding. <laughs> His daytime persona is Birdman, and he was awesome in that. Nighttime, he's Batman. I don't think he was ever <laughs> bad in anything. Like, I've never yeah, I mean, even Multiplicity, which is like a goofy movie, it was still good. I even yeah. enjoyed Johnny Dangerously. Oh, Johnny Dangerously is one of the most underrated comedies. It right. really is. It's so funny. Yeah. Joe Piscopo is so good in Johnny Dangerously. He really <laughs> that movie is hysterical. You know what is a classic that I absolutely love that he's in is Mr. Mom. I can watch yeah. that anytime that's on TV. I will watch that. Well, like, it it's so out there. Funny. It stars Mark Ricardano. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, I think how funny is it? What year was that movie made that it was so outrageous that a dad would right. actually be the parent? It was 1982. <laughs> it was 1982. And what I love about it is that he, you're right, like he does all the stuff that dads do now. You know what I mean? Like yeah. He was like doing the laundry and, you know, picking the kids up from school and he's trying to reinvent how they do it. He's like, I'll yeah. pick you guys up the way I want to pick you up. And the moms are like, you're doing it wrong. You know, <laughs> like. Because 40 years ago, we were cavemen. We dragged our knuckles. <laughs> and we yeah, couldn't... yeah. Oh, I love that micro. I was like, 220, 240. What's the difference? I love that. Because he's trying to act like he knows everything, like with the the boards and everything. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. That is such a good movie. It is so funny. Oh, uh, so funny. He said, well, quite- hey, oh, go ahead. He's had quite the career, man. You know? Yeah. You think about that whole crew that came out of the comedy store. Like him and uh Craig T. Nelson was a comic there back in the yeah, day. Yeah, and uh what's his name owns everything now. Um owns the Weather Channel and uh, what's oh, uh, he does the late night comedy show um where he has comics just sit on the couch. What's name Alan? why can't I think of it? Byron uh, Allen. Byron Allen. Byron Allen. You know, that's I'm, the weirdest show, though, isn't it? Like they kind of do stand up, but they're sitting uh, and chatting. That's like the weirdest show. Because it, it's so you maybe it's so set up where he's going. So Vinny, uh, I heard you were on I, a plane recently, and then <laughs> and, and then Vinny will do two minutes on being on a plane, and then he goes, "How's your mom, Betsy?" And then she, and you're like, "God, what? A, this is." <laughs> I think. It would be so funny to go on that show and be like, Vinny, I heard you were on a plane recently. Who told you that? (laughs) (laughs) How's your mom? She's been dead for years. Why would you even ask? (laughs) What? That's not what we were supposed to say. This isn't how it's supposed to go. (laughs) Wasn't he on Real People in like the late 70s when when we were like kids? Mm, I'm not sure. What's this is Vienna? how weird my brain works. I'm gonna have to Google it, and I have to tell you, like, um, so you guys know that I've, I'm dating a guy that's like a lot younger than me, right? Like 13 years younger than me. You go so get he, some. <laughs> I love that you guys say that. So he came over the other night, and um, you guys know that song "Jesse's Girl," Rick Springfield. So that came on. I was like, oh, I love this song. This was so popular when I was in junior high. Were you smoking crack with a Chinese guy named Cosmo? What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad one person seen Boogie Nights. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, okay, yeah. I love that. I love that. 
so he was like, oh, what year was that? And I was like, dude, anyway, you know, I was like, well, not even going to answer that. So I said I was in seventh grade. So to make a long story short, um, he was giving me a hard time about my age, whatever. Um, what is the point that I was trying to make on this? Oh, but you he just wanted everyone to know you're dating a younger guy. No, 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 brag. no, here's the point. No, here's the point that I was trying to make. Um, so I had said Rick Springfield was on, um, general hospital at the time. And so was the guy that played uncle Jesse on full house. We could not think of his name at all. John Stamos, right? America heartthrob. And he's and like, so I, I go and I pick up my phone and I'm like, let me just Google it. He goes, no. Let's not Google it. We can figure this out. He would not let me Google his name for the life of me, right? It wasn't until like an hour later that we figured out John Stamos. Um, but I just think it's so funny because like we were just talking about Googling and figuring <laughs> out like yeah. here and all that. But it was just so funny because he's like, no, we can do this without Google. We can do this. And yeah. I'm like, okay. If we only had a machine. Right? <laughs> then I could look this up. He's like, no, we can do it without Google. I'm like, okay, Tom, we'll do it without Google. And like an hour later, I literally popped up and I was like, John Stamos. He's like, yes. Oh my God. Thank God you figured it out. I'm like, it's only been all over. It's not an hour ago, you know. I mean, John Stamos, is like, he's been all over the news lately because uh, what's his name died? This was before. This was before he died. Yeah. You know what? Uh, speaking of which, the other day. No. Now he's in the front lines fighting in the Ukraine. <laughs> <laughs> Sean Penn apparently is now. <laughs> the other day, um, I have Ferris Bueller's Day Off was on. And uh, oh, I forgot that Louis Anderson is the delivery man in that. So, And he's so young. Like, you know, he's so young in it. And, uh, it we love <laughs> We lost two big comics while we were on hiatus, man. And yeah. and Bob Saget, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. The Saget ones, the, what's so brutal is I think he slipped and hit his head on, like, the tub. Yeah. And it's like, and then he went back to sleep. Like, that's that's awful. Yeah. There's so many conspiracy theories around it, too. It's oh, crazy. I know. I, I know. saw that. One oh. of the Olsen twins came in with a tiny hammer. Twice, <laughs> oh, awesome. multiple skull fractures. Not even just well, one. both of them, not twice. <laughs> <laughs> this was for Mary Kate. Oh, so this is from Ashley. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Man. Poor Bob Saget. Oh, he was so goddamn funny. Oh, so funny. And didn't he tweet something like right before, like, just fallen back in love with stand up and he'd had a great set that night and he couldn't wait to do his next set the next night. It's just, should have stopped right after the I had just fallen back and yeah. then let us know when somebody would have come to help. Uh, <laughs> too soon, dark, dark humor. Hey, hanging out with that Paul Veromo kid too much. So dark. <laughs> I, uh, he he came to stand up New York a couple times, um, and the the best time was he came in, and it was um, it, the I guess they were doing a full house reunion. The whole cast came in. They came in, all sat in the back, and then had Bob go up and do stand up, and Dave Coulier went up and did stand up. That's cool. And like 
John's there with his wife at the time, Rebecca, and the the kid, all the kids. They're all sitting at this table, and um, what's his name goes up. Coulier goes up and does like a really nice, fun, clean what you expect set. And then Saget goes up and he's like, no matter what anyone tells you, John Stamos's ass is extra minty. It's very minty. (laughs) Nobody's expecting it. And they're just howling laughing. Like, I mean, like people are spitting out their drinks because he's right there. And then he said that he slept with the Olsen twins before they were famous. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great joke. (laughs) <laughs> he was so dark but so uh lovable and silly about it and there was never nobody ever took anything he said and got you know mad like he made a joke about sleeping with the Olsen twins nobody got mad because it was just funny and silly you know and it's like uh I I, I miss that I miss <laughs> comics being silly I know uh the Mike Mike Britt told me that he one night was at Caroline's. Tony Danza was in the audience. And Mike said something about how weird it must have been wanting to fuck your daughter. Oh, God. What, what's her name? What, um, uh, Alyssa Milano. Yeah. And Tony Danza got pissed. Really? Went up to ah! And he said, you know, I didn't appreciate you saying that. And Mike Britt had the greatest answer. He goes, did you buy Caroline's? Tony says, you own Caroline's now? And he goes, no. He goes, then don't tell me what to do. Oh. I was like, good for you, man. Wow. Yeah. It's called a sense of humor, Tony. Chill out. Well, I mean. When I heard that story, about, I'm like staggering something and saying, I begged the Olsen twins. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was, uh, that was at a time when Stand Up New York was run by like me, Matt Polisi, all my roommates, James Couch. So, we were cheering that on. Yeah! <laughs> the, the sicker, the better. <laughs> it's just fun. It's called humor. It's called laughing. It's not, you know, let's have the humor police. You can't say that, you know. I just, I miss crazy. comics being silly, though. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like everybody thinks they have a, they have, they have to have something to say, and it's like you can also just be silly or funny. Yeah, That's agree. also. Yeah, that's also available. <laughs> I I completely agree. Like, I, oh gosh, like I don't remember the name of the comic's name, but um, when I was in uh, high school and in um, college, we used to watch like VH1 Stand Up Spotlight, A and E's Evening at the Improv, like all that stuff. I loved that. I was like, this is what I want to do. You know, I loved, loved, loved. And there was this one comic, I don't know his name, but I remember him picking up somebody's drink in the front row and taking their drink and putting the entire cup in John Mulrooney. Oh my God. That was like the funniest <laughs> thing. And he like emptied the whole thing. We were hysterical. We and were then like, he goes, and he gives it back to the guy. Yeah. And I was I mean, like, the balls that that took. And it was just funny and silly. And it wasn't even a joke, but it was just funny. And you don't see anybody doing that kind of stuff now. You know what I mean? It, but that stuff is funny to me. I just think it's yeah. silly and crazy and weird and waggy. And that's, that's when fun. everybody was having, everybody was attacking like Larry the Cable guy and stuff. And they're making it's fun crazy. of the blue collar guys. To me, it was like, man, I, 
they're just being funny and it's silly. Fun. Like, yeah, it doesn't have to be. You don't have to make a statement when you do stand up. You can also be funny. Yeah. I mean, not everyone can be uh, Richie Byrne and be <laughs> a satirista. Well, I, I remember about thirty years ago, I was at Ca uh, Carol's. I was at uh, Rascals, and in New Jersey, and uh, the uh, one of the other acts was political. His whole he was a political comic. I can't think of his name right now. And there's room for that as yeah, well. But he yeah. got mad. Uh, he would get mad on stage because people wouldn't laugh. And it it really was that it wasn't that funny. It wasn't really. And he goes, what, am I touching a nerve? I'm like, no, but you know, anyway. But a woman after the show said to me, she goes, you know, that guy kept getting mad. She, she goes, you know, I got it. She said, but I, everything he was talking about, because it was there was some war we were going to war she said i came probably here desert to storm yeah probably she said i came here to forget about that yeah exactly you know? and now i feel like it's the complete opposite if you're not doing something political you're not a good comic and i just think that's weird to me. well then i'm not a good comic because i'm i'm trying to make light of the little bit of fun i have and then hopefully people go they paid a babysitter they're buying tickets. They're buying drinks. They're spending all this money to forget about all the bullshit they go through all day, watching the news, listening to talk radio, where everything has to be about somebody's angry at something. I just want they get to come here, laugh for an hour and a half, go home happy, hopefully in a better mood. Yeah. It, that's it. I, I also don't understand the comics and they go after. I mean, there's room for all of it. I, I don't think that it's less of a comic, but I hate when guys insult other people's lifestyles. Like they're on stage and they just started assaulting the front row of, you know, how long you been dating? Uh, a year? A year? You know, look at these questioning. Like you could make that person's relationship worse when they leave. <laughs> like yeah. no, I, totally I feel so agree. bad for the poor guy. <laughs> like I got my girl front row tickets. I was so excited. And then the comic pointed out all my flaws. She left me. <laughs> yeah. It's stupid. Like I went to, I went to Texas. I was telling you guys, I went to Texas a couple weeks ago and I got a spot in um, Plano at this actually really nice new club, Plano house of comedy. And, yeah. um, so I was like, you know, hey, I'm I'm visiting. I should do some stuff about Texas to, you know, kind of bond with them. But I didn't want to do anything political. But I also didn't want to, you know, I wanted to relate to them. So I wrote a couple jokes. One, I made fun of myself where I said, you know, hey, they say everything is bigger than bigger in Texas. And it's true because back in New York, I'm a size zero, you know, and I got a big <laughs> laugh. And I said, I don't know what happened. I took two bites of um barbecue and uh all of a sudden i'm i got a butt and a gut i don't know what's going on you know <laughs> and I said, they say the camera adds 10 pounds 50 pounds here in plano so that got a big laugh and then i said um i have a ton of friends that have moved here they want me to move to texas i said i don't know you guys have some creepy crawly things here you've got snakes You've got armadillos. You've got Ted Cruz. <laughs> and I got a huge laugh. Now, I didn't say anything like, I don't like Ted Cruz. I think you guys are wrong to have Ted Cruz. I just made a face, and it got a huge laugh. 
And then I just yeah, like, but that's it's yeah. silly and fun. You're not like exactly, exactly. I wasn't making a statement, and it was fun. We had a good time, and I loved being there. And everyone was so nice, and the comics were so nice, and it was so nice to not be in New York for a time. You know what I mean? Like it was nice to be around <laughs> different kinds of comedy and stuff. But even there, there were some comics that were like. You guys should be laughing at that joke. I'm like, no, your job is to make them laugh. Maybe you need to tune that joke up a little bit, you know? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, so, Tom, what have you been up to, buddy? I'm just getting back to work, starting to starting to getting do back a on bit the tables. Work. Yeah, and everything. Me and me and Vicky were just discussing this. So we do a lot of production and event production. So we've been uh, launching. So we don't only do like casino stuff. We we're building out this giant set for a family feud style so game cool. where it's, it looks like you're on like live host. You're on TV. It's got the big buzzer thing with the light up stands and stuff. Yeah, which are fun. So yeah, working on that. Got a lot going on this weekend. Got got my first 500 plus person event coming up at the end of the month. Wow, nice! Yeah, that's the first one in like two and a half years. It's crazy. So well, exciting. Two years. Yeah, yeah, it's exciting. Hopefully, we get back with no more uh, variants and stuff, and the world keeps opening. I love it. Okay. I um, uh, I actually uh, before because I know we have to we have to bounce, and I always forget when we get close. And I wrote a note down. Um. I have a play that is opening next weekend, and it goes uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday of next weekend. Um, and you can get tickets at theater68.com slash box office. I just wanted to put that out there because I know I'll forget otherwise. Where is it? <laughs> so Where is it going to be? It is on uh, 50th and uh, 9th Avenue, uh, 8th Avenue, 9th Avenue, 50th and 9th. And, what um, so you're in New York. So it's a series of one acts, and they're doing the full production. The one I'm doing is Saint It Ain't So, and um, it's really funny. It's uh, a guy dies, he goes to the pearly gates, and he's in a holding pattern because their Wi-Fi's down. And then, (laughs) (laughs) unfortunately, uh, his fiance um shows up with her new boyfriend that she's been seeing on the side and there's a whole confrontation at the pearly gates and our saint peter who happens to be an israeli female uh has to deal with it and it's a lot of fun a little surprise really good it's gonna be a lot of fun next weekend yes i'll be in detroit this weekend if anybody is around and wants to risk uh gunfire I'm at One Night Stands Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So come out this weekend, next weekend. What are you guys up to? Plug something so I don't feel like a whore right now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing – so it's for brain and health research. Uh, I have to look up the actual – so I don't get it wrong. So let me just tell you the exact name so I don't mess it up. Okay. So it's the 16th annual March Comedy Madness. It's for Like to Laugh. brain and behavior research foundation and it's um it's like comedy it's like march madness for basketball but it's for comedy and so it's this it's this saturday night it's actually online it's free with ko comedy and um it's at nine can richie bet on it i don't know (laughs) i wonder if people do that (laughs) um but it's like head to head you do like one minute with another comedian and then they decide who moves to the next round and then you do two minutes with another comedian 
And so it's every Saturday in March that they have that. And then Friday, I'm in a comedy competition at the Rhino Comedy Club in Suffern, New York. So that should be fun. I've never been to that club, so I'm excited. It looks like a really cool club, so I'm looking forward to that. Nice. The only rhino I knew was the Spearmint Rhino in Vegas. Not that I've been there. I might have once, but that's it. (laughs) This club looks really great. It's female-owned, and they they were closed for... Oh, gosh, like a month and a half because of the um, Omicron and Delta variant and all that. So they just reopened, I think, a week and a half ago. And it looks great. So I'm looking forward to it. Cool. Nice. Yeah. So that should be fun. How about you, Richie? You going to be anywhere? Uh, You know what I'm doing next next week, the 10th? So what's that, Thursday, a week from Thursday? I'm doing a show at the Friars Club. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, uh, Jenna Esposito, who you, Mark, she put up. Yes. Yeah. And uh, um, she's been on the show. Yeah, Jenna's a great singer. And her and uh, the guy Frankie Sand set up a nightclub show there. And I guess they have different, so I'm going to be there performing. Uh, You can get, you can go to it too. It's uh, their reserve seating. Members of the Fries $25, non members is $35. I'll put it up on my Facebook. Anybody wants to go. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. Fantastic, man. Very nice. And if anybody wants to come out and play poker or anything in the local bar scene in New Jersey, we're running Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, returning Thursdays over to Headliner Nightclub. But if you want to check us out, Sundays we're over at Raise the Bar in Perth Amboy. Mondays we're over at – sorry, I haven't been out too much – Beach House down in (laughs) Belmar. Tuesdays, Amsterdam Alley in Linden, New Jersey – Wednesdays, we are at Nip Tuck, I believe, in Long Branch. And yeah, returning to the headliner. And then I am going to be at private gigs. I was just going to say the same thing. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, Nip Tuck's a bar? (laughs) Yep. Nip Tuck and headliners. I have a feeling there's going to be some some scantily clad women at your gig. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, that's a bar. It sounds like a surgery suite or something. <laughs> Come have a drink and we'll do your nips too, you know? <laughs> Man, it's great to be back on with you guys. I, yeah, uh, you fun. too. And I believe next week we return with the very funny Joey Gay is going to be joining us. That's right. We'll be here. We have some great guests lined up. Um, Brendan Poole from NASCAR said he's uh, ready to start uh, schedule something. We have Raylan Nelson, Willie Nelson's granddaughter, who is a really great musician in her own right. Um, she'll be coming on. We have Mike Ferno from MLB setting up a schedule. We got Charlie Sullivan, Richie's good friend, who uh, not only has a theater company, but he also was a, a lawyer for a couple of really awesome musicians. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I hope we can. Prince. Yeah. Hopefully, we can have a couple, uh, a couple yeah. of those stories. We I'm got sure some good Rob, stuff coming up. I'm sure Rob Bartlett will be popping on all over the place like he does with us. Yeah, I haven't heard from Rob in a while. I love him. Okay, I'm gonna call him because we we got to do the reading of his play. Yeah. So, you know, he wrote a really great play, and he wants us to read it, on, like do do a reading of it. So we we need to do that. Yeah, we got the 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 theater companies brewing right now, Richie. Things are happening. March seventeenth, St. Patty's Day. We're going to bring back, and the word is here on Drink Social Storytelling. So, Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. Patrick, that's fun. Uh, we're going to get 
I'm going to try and get all Irish comics and Wally Collins because he sounds Irish. <laughs> Irish. And I think I'll have a Tom Collins during the show. Yes. <laughs> that is so funny. Well, we thank everybody for uh, tuning in. Uh, please tell your friends we're back. Uh, like and subscribe. Um, we're going to be up on everywhere you find your podcast. And, of course, YouTube is our home. And you guys have been so much fun. That's been Drinks, Jokes, and Storytelling. Night. Nice. Uh-huh.